From the studios of Fractal Recording, this is The Mystic Show, episode 106. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Mystic Show. Good morning, good evening. Depends when you're listening. Uh, I'm your host, Chris Curran. I'm happy that you're able to join me. And this is the show where we talk about spirituality, meditation, mindfulness, all the things in life that are really, really important, but most of us don't to talk about or think about very often because the everyday world is pushing us and pushing and pushing for us to earn money and become big and strong and powerful and we don't get to focus on what really matters very much so this is that's what the mystic show is all about um you can hear this show as a podcast in three different places, in iTunes, on Stitcher, and on our website, themysticshow.net, and you'll find links, a bunch of links, and all of our past episodes there as well. We've, uh, we've had a lot of episodes talking a lot about a lot of great topics, and even interviewed some great guests. Um, real quick, I just want to thank our sponsor, Pause Your Life. Pause Your Life is a meetup group that my wife and I organize here in northern New Jersey. We also uh, organize retreats as well. And you can just check out the website, pauseyourlife.org. Pauseyourlife.org. It's, um, well, pausing is very important. Like I just said, our lives are crazy and we never get time to pause Never get time for ourselves. So pause your life is a way to, to do that. So I'm happy today because we're going to read a little bit more from uh, the James Allen book, um, From Poverty to Power, which was written in 1901. And then after that, I want to talk a little bit about feeling like a stranger in a strange land. Maybe you feel that way sometimes. But let's read a little bit of the James Allen first. Uh, this is some powerful stuff. If you've heard any previous episodes where where we've read James Allen, or if, if you've read some of his books, it's phenomenal stuff. It's just very simple, very powerful, really cutting to the truth. We love it. Uh, so this, again, is from the book From Poverty to Power. And this is from the section called The Power of Meditation which we started uh, a couple episodes ago. So I'll go ahead and read this again, James Allen, From Poverty to Power. Select some portion of the day in which to meditate 
and keep that period sacred to your purpose. The best time is the very early morning, when the spirit of repose is upon everything. All natural conditions will then be in your favor. The passions, after the long bodily fast of the night, will be subdued, and excitements and worries of the previous day will have died away. And the mind, strong and yet restful, will be receptive to spiritual instruction. Indeed, one of the first efforts you will be called upon to make will be to shake off lethargy and indulgence. And if you refuse, you will be unable to advance. For the demands of the Spirit are imperative. To be spiritually awakened is also to be mentally and physically awakened. The sluggard and the self-indulgent can have no knowledge of truth. He who, possessed of health and strength, wastes the calm, precious hours of the silent morning in drowsy indulgence is totally unfit to climb the heavenly heights. He whose awakening consciousness has become alive to its lofty possibilities, who is beginning to shake off the darkness of ignorance in which the world is enveloped, rises before the stars have ceased their vigil, and, grappling with the darkness within his soul, strives by holy aspiration to perceive the light of truth while the unawakened world dreams on. No saint, no holy man, no teacher of truth ever lived who did not rise early in the morning. Jesus habitually rose early and climbed the solitary mountains to engage in holy communion. Buddha always rose an hour before sunrise and engaged in meditation. And all his disciples were enjoined to do the same. If you have to commence your daily duties at a very early hour and are thus debarred from giving the early morning to systematic meditation, try to give an hour at night. And this, and should this, by the length and laboriousness of your daily task be denied to you, you need not despair, for you may turn your thoughts upward in holy meditation in the intervals of your work, or in those few idle minutes which you now waste in aimlessness. And should your work be of that kind which becomes by practice automatic, you may meditate while engaged upon it. That eminent Christian saint and philosopher, Jacob Bohm, realized his vast knowledge of divine things whilst working long hours as a shoemaker. In every life, there is time to think, and the busiest, the most laborious, is not shut out from aspiration and meditation. Spiritual meditation and self-discipline are inseparable, 
You will therefore commence to meditate upon yourself so as to try and understand yourself. For, remember, the great object you will have in view will be the complete removal of all your errors in order that you may realize truth. You will begin to question your motives, thoughts, and acts, comparing them with your ideal and endeavoring to look upon them with a calm and impartial eye. In this manner, you will be continually gaining more of that mental and spiritual equilibrium without which men are but helpless straws upon the ocean of life. If you are given to hatred or anger, you will meditate upon gentleness and forgiveness so as to become actually alive to a sense of your harsh and foolish conduct. You will then begin to dwell in thoughts of love, of gentleness, of abounding forgiveness. And as you overcome the lower by the higher, there will gradually, silently, steal into your heart a knowledge of the divine law of love with an understanding of its bearing upon all the intricacies of life and conduct. And in applying this knowledge to your every thought, word, and act, you will grow more and more gentle, more and more loving, more and more divine. And thus, with every error, every selfish desire, every human weakness... By the power of meditation is it overcome. And as each sin, each error is thrust out, a fuller and clearer measure of the light of truth illumines the pilgrim soul. Thus meditating, you will be ceaselessly fortifying yourself against your only real enemy, your selfish, perishable self and will be establishing yourself more and more firmly in the divine and imperishable self that is inseparable from truth. The direct outcome of your meditations will be a calm spiritual strength which will be your stay and resting place in the struggle of life. Great is the overcoming power of holy thought and the strength and knowledge gained in the hour of silent meditation will enrich the soul with saving remembrance in the hour of strife, of sorrow, or of temptation. Okay, so we'll just take a quick little break here. Uh, be right back.
Okay, welcome back to the Mystic Show. Uh, that little musical interlude was by Air. Uh, it's actually a track from the Lost in Translation movie soundtrack. The artist is Air. The name of the track is Alone in Kyoto. Uh, very nice. So welcome back to the Mystic Show. TheMysticShow.net is our website. And that was quite a little reading there from the James Allen book uh, about meditation. You know, meditation is so important to spirituality and it's... Spirituality is not possible without meditation. And James Allen says that, right? What does he say here? He says... Um, okay. Um, indeed, one of the first efforts you will be called upon to make will be to shake off lethargy and indulgence. And if you refuse, you will be unable to advance. He who wastes the calm, precious hours of the silent morning in drowsy indulgence is totally unfit to climb the heavenly heights. So, yeah, meditation's a little bit important. Um, and hopefully you meditate, at least try, and hopefully you can look for a, a system of meditation that works for you, one that you feel good about doing, one that, one that you feel is right for you. So I wanted to talk a little bit about feeling like a stranger in a strange land, in my own life, from time to time, I really feel like I'm from another planet and I don't belong here. That's how I feel. And the world just seems like a, a rough, callous place that just chews people up and spits them out and... uh and part of it is that everyday life is relentless, right? We can't stop everyday life. And because we have to wake up, we have to eat something. So you have to earn some money or somehow live. Um, there's so many little things we have to do. And, it's, and then if you have a family, an extended family, I mean, and if you're a mom, forget about it. You have like 47,000 things to do. And there's no way to get away from that. It's We're here. We're in a body. We're living on earth. And we all have uh, duties and responsibilities. And sometimes you, you take care of those responsibilities and you do what you have to do and, and you feel good about it and you have a positive outlook. However, there's other times when you just, I don't know, like you feel like you need a break. I mean, that's how I, that's how I feel from time to time. Like, like I just need a break. So, so spirituality in my view is to, is, is basically me learning how to transcend all of this everyday stuff, but while still participating in it because I have to participate, right? <laughs> There's no way you cannot participate. But 
I can transcend it, meaning I can be in a higher consciousness while I'm going through these everyday things. One of the other concepts from the Gita, actually, the Bhagavad Gita, which is a very important spiritual text. If you have not read the Bhagavad Gita, I highly recommend it. Uh, and one of the things that you hear and and might learn from the Gita is basically to not expect uh, the fruits of your labor and and not to do something just so you get a reward for doing it. So in the in the Gita, Lord Krishna says we should act and we should take care of our duties and responsibilities, but we shouldn't expect any certain outcome. So expectation is a big problem in spirituality. Actually, it's a very subtle one too, right? You may never have heard that before, that expectation is a problem. Um, but it actually is, because if you expect something and you don't get it, then you're disappointed. And then maybe if a few of these disappointments pile on top of each other, then maybe one day you wake up and you feel like I do sometimes, like you just, you're tired and you don't want to, <laughs> you know, participate anymore, or you don't want to fail anymore or something like that. I mean, there's so many things that can let us let us down in our lives, right? I mean, a lot of times I feel let down, but that's part of learning how not to expect, I guess. I mean, governments can let us down. The job market can let us down. I think the biggest one is other people. Other people can really let us down. Um, you know, if you look, at the world and other people and you trust them and you want to believe that they're good people and you want to give them the benefit of the doubt and you don't even want to think about trying to protect yourself or things like that because you know what what is it I'm going to war right to have a relationship with a person i have to prepare for war that does that doesn't make any sense i don't need to protect myself and prepare you know missiles and bombs i mean that i don't understand that um so when you're just a normal trusting normal person what i call a normal person and you think other people are just normal people and then uh it's a little strange when they turn out not to be who who they they portrayed themselves as. It's very strange. Uh, it, it it's just strange in a way that I don't know. It's like what do you how do you even handle that or deal with that? It's just weird. It's just strange. I don't know. I don't know how else to explain it rather than just strange and you know and look i'm not trying to say that i think the world should be utopia and everyone should be you know i'm expecting everyone to be 
who they say they are and all this stuff. I'm not expecting that, really. I mean, I know the world is a place where we're all on our own spiritual journey and we're figuring out our own way to progress or not progress. But my point is when I come up against certain things that let me down in a, in a big way, it's, it's just weird. So, you know, other people and some of us, we may focus on the worldly things too much. The money, for instance. I mean, there, there's definitely a need for money and definitely some focus and attention that should be given to earning money. So that's fine, but there's always this possibility where we give too much importance to the money and then we start to make decisions in our life solely based on money. And uh, I think we all know that that's not, that's not always the best. Sometimes it is. Sometimes you have to make decisions, tough decisions about money, and that's fine. But by and large, living your life based on how much money you're earning and and who you're earning it from is just not it's just not conducive to a spiritual spiritual life so like i said sometimes i feel like i'm in a weird place and and i think one of the things that's difficult about spirituality is Understanding that it is a lonely path. I mean, spirituality is, it's just you. You know, even uh, the famous Middle Eastern uh, poet, Kabir, he said that uh, the path of love is so narrow that that two cannot walk on it. So you and God can't even walk the path of spirituality. Only one can walk it. (laughs) And I I don't think it's you. (laughs) You meaning each of us. (laughs) Me, you know, everyone. Because you is the ego, right? So, So spirituality is a lonely path and 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 you know one trap i fall into a lot of times is i i sort of look to other people for some sort of validation that what i'm doing is right you know cuz a lot of times there's decisions to be made and i don't i mean i think i know what to do right and i kind of know what feels right I feel it, but even still, there's, I, I want, I would like someone, <laughs> someone of authority and reputable and all this to, you know, whoever it is to say, no, what you're doing is good. So that external validation is something that I sometimes look for, but I think, and it's frustrating when I don't get it, but I think that itself, that not getting the external validation and feeling a little frustrated, that is a 
big opportunity for me to learn. Because I don't think, I mean, I think it makes sense that in spirituality, you don't need any external validation. You just do what you think is right and that's it. So external things are interesting too, because if you think about it, anything external to you or me is is just egos. Think about that. Even external validation. It's just, an, you know, I want someone to stroke my ego and say, oh, you're doing good. Good job. Good boy. It's just ego. So that's why spirituality is a lonely path. It's an internal journey. It literally, 100%, has nothing to do with anything outside yourself. Even other people, other things, nothing. It has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> Which is, you know, it's hard to wrap your brain around that one. Uh, because so many of us, so many people in this world, they throw around the word spirituality and they use it in so many different ways. But of course, as you may know on this show, when we talk about spirituality, it's the ultimate spirituality beyond all religion, beyond all culture, beyond all philosophy, even beyond human life. Because right now you're trapped in a fleshy body, but pretty soon that's going to come to an end. Then what? And when you go to the next level up, when you're not in a body, I'm sure there's levels above that. And above that, and above that. So so that's what I mean when I say that anything external to you in this world on planet Earth you know, your job, even your family, everything. It's its not pertinent to your spiritual journey. So, and that's why James Allen and all the masters talk about meditation, meditation, meditation. So, so I don't know if you feel like a stranger in a strange land sometimes. I definitely do. And, you know, even though I've been practicing meditation for many years. I mean, I don't know how far I've, how, what progress I've made. I mean, my spiritual guide might be able to, to tell me that, but he wouldn't tell me that, but he might know. <laughs> um, I don't know. I hope I've made progress, but I still, you know, again, feel certain things which I've shared in the last few minutes and, and um, I hope I can you know, keep the focus internally in remembrance of the divine and handle these situations in a good way and, and, and not be attached to them and not expect any certain outcome. And, and I hope I can do that. And I hope you can too. Um, so that's about all the time we have. I just want to thank you for listening. Um, maybe as you move through your day, you can think about some of these concepts and think about your spiritual journey. Maybe make some notes in a diary. You know, go inside. So, I wish you a great day, a great week, 
a great life, a great existence. And as always, keep shining.